welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 81, Sonic the Hedgehog. Hello, Allie. Hi, David. Hello, Kristen. What's up? And hello, listeners. Weird. No. Okay. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is a 2020 action-adventure comedy film based on the Sega video game series of the same name from the 90s. That was all part of that sentence. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Jeff Fowler, who I think this was his directorial debut, uh, and written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Sonic the Hedgehog stars Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic, as well as James Marsden and Jim Carrey. A Sonic film had apparently been in development since the 90s, but didn't really take off until 2013 when Sony Pictures acquired the film rights, and then... Paramount got the rights from from Sony in like 2017. There's a there's a there's a history to this film. Um, you can check out the Wikipedia if you'd like to know more. I didn't, so I, <laughs> I, don't, know I, I, I don't know anymore. You didn't just, check out the Wikipedia, or you didn't want to know more? Uh, I didn't want to know anymore. There was a long section about it. I was like, oh, did you get curious to the character design part? Uh, where originally it was. Very Different. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I did read a little bit about that. That they had to redo the entirety of the hedgehog. Had to redo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As if it wasn't just a publicity stunt. <laughs> no one designs a publicity stunt. <laughs> I'm just saying they completely redesigned the hedgehog mighty fast for him being the star of the movie. It was pretty suspicious. I don't okay. even remember. If any what it was Sega like. people would like to comment, send us a <laughs> message on Twitter. Meet us at Watergate Tower, 7 p.m. <laughs> I will not tell you a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sonic was filmed on a $90 million budget, and it set the record for having the biggest opening weekend at the box office for a video game film in the U.S. and Canada, ultimately grossing $320 million worldwide. This made it the sixth highest grossing film of 2020 and the highest grossing video game film of all time in North America until surpassed by its sequel in 2022. Critics, however, were mixed on the movie, uh, with praise given to its action sequences, performances, and the design, or redesign, I suppose, of Sonic, and criticism for its screenplay, <laughs> quote, lack of ambition, and product placement. Which I thought was weird, because, like, yeah, there were a couple Olive Garden jokes, but, like, I don't know. They're good. The only other product placement I can think is not for a product. It's when he does the floss, which is just the price that you pay. I could not for the life of me think of what that dance the was called. Thing. I refused to mm -hmm. look it up. I was just like, it's going to come to me. It never did. He so. does the floss twice. Yeah. I thought it was three is that to a, make it hit. Is that like a product? Kids. No, but it's it's, it's, it's a style from, of dancing. So there's a the youth Fortnite. Do. do you know Fortnite? I've heard of it. It's a in the game characters can have like victory dances, and the floss is one of them, and it's very hip among the youths. Okay. And so Sonic, because he is hip among the youths, as we all know, Sonic is way past cool, the coolest hedgehog around. He does the floss. Great. Yeah, adults weren't happy about that choice. Children were. Okay. Yeah. Well, since as a, I did have a couple quotes from critics, one of them did note that it 
is a picture made for eight-year-olds and that they would probably like it just fine, though he, uh, Owen Gleiberman of Variety, felt a lot of borderline tedium at the movie. There are a lot of, there are some more negative reviews. I won't necessarily read them all, but... I'm in a unique position with this movie, as I'm sure you know. Yes. Um, In that I agree with everything negative that, almost everything negative that has ever been said about it. But I also find myself defending it, like, a lot. Like, more than someone who would give this movie a solid B at its best. Hmm. And yet I'm like, no, but do you see it has heart? Because it does. I think it's got heart. After what I was afraid we were going to get, this was so much better than that. So I also feel like maybe they were like, we know we can't give a good product. Let's advertise a horrible one. And then everyone will be happy with what they get. The second movie is better. Yes. But see, the second movie, I'm going to cut you off. I'm sorry. In the second movie, I took my small nephew to see it. He's five. And um, there's a scene where Sonic and Tails do a dance to... um, Uptown, Uptown Funk. I had to say, I had to say the first word. Yeah. Uptown Funk. And my nephew was like, oh, I hear that song on the radio. I know that song. And I was like, oh God, I'm sure you do. As an adult, it was headache inducing. And I was like, this is awful. <laughs> Uptown but Funk is so a happy. great song. No, the song is fine. But like, yeah. but like, God, they made Sonic and Tails dance to Uptown Funk, you know, to like, to like make it modern. But like, my nephew was so happy during that scene and I was like well god this works I'm so mad this works on the children so I was like yeah I gotta stop being a curmudgeon however I do think it's possible to make sophisticated very good movies that children also enjoy and can grow into did they put their pinky rings up to the moon what it's a line from the song I don't know the song very well but did they have pinky rings on no it was in like the they mountains. Have one job. <laughs> it's like one of the best lines of the song. Makes you want to like punch they in the air. Did not, to my memory, have piggy rings. But it was a cute little dance that they did. Would have been cuter. <laughs> Whatever. It's beside <laughs> the point. I cut you off to say my thing. Yes. Well, I was just going to mention again that Sonic the Hedgehog two was also quite a success, and that Sonic the Hedgehog three is scheduled to come out in twenty twenty four. There's also apparently a Knuckles-related miniseries that's in development. What? Yeah. People do love Knuckles. As so, they should. It's just... It's is a Knuckles s- the red one? Yeah. Spin-off miniseries. With Knuckles. Like like Hallie's sock. Mm-hmm. Hallie has one Sonic sock and one Knuckles sock on today. They're each part of a pair. There's like a matching Sonic pair and a matching Knuckles pair. But for the interest of bringing all of my Sonic crap to this recording i wore one of each yes i bet the listeners were wondering if yeah. that was a set i know so i answered i just i just cleared that up for everybody hallie don't has, worry i've got you covered hallie has so many sonic i brought so many sonic things i brought a little robotic plushie and a little sonic plushie uh one of my friends we we she's the one i used to play sonic with like all the time and that like got me into sonic the hedgehog because we grew up with it together when uh, we went off to college, I got a Sonic, and then she got a Tails, because those were our favorite characters. And it was really cute and meaningful, and Sonic means a lot to me. So I have those, and then I have a Sonic and a Tails and a Knuckles Pez dispenser given by a friend for my birthday. And then I have these cute little Sonic and Amy figurines that I got at Five Below. They're really cute, and I love them very much. They are the classic old-style cartoon 
style. What? I have to stage them for pictures so that when David posts this episode, no, I um, can do that actually. They'll be yeah. they'll be featured. I'm just gonna do this now. Yeah. All right. Well, while, <laughs> while you are setting up all of your Sonic paraphernalia, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, Sonic the Hedgehog is the story of Sonic, an alien blue hedgehog who is transported to Earth through a giant golden ring portal by his protector Longclaw the Hawk to keep him safe. Sonic runs fast. Sometimes, too fast. <laughs> you did too fast there. Just keep going, keep going. Sometimes too fast, as when he knocks out power to the entire Pacific Northwest because he's lonely. This gets him investigated by the United States government, who for some reason send the craziest man they know, Dr. Robotnik, to figure out what's going on. Sonic, while running for his life, gets tranquilized by Tom, a cop. <laughs> he takes him on a road trip to San Francisco in order to recover a special bag of interplanetary teleportation devices that look like small golden rings, why not? Along the way, maybe a few laughs are had, and friendships are forged. A bagel-stealing duck, a poke with a spatula, and a planet full of mushrooms. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So it was funny when I booted up the DVD and they were going through the previews. They had the Paramount Pictures thing where they've got like the stars flying around the mountain. Yeah, and I was like, "Huh, it would be it would be cool if they did that with the rings from Sonic." And then they did it when the movie starts. Yeah, I was itself. losing my mind. They put the like, golden am... rings, and I was like, "Look at that!" I am a simple woman. This makes me happy. <laughs> and then they try to do the whole like Sega. MCU opening with like like they like they have the Sonic oh, but then yeah, all they have yes. all those other Sega games I recognized one of them immediately because it's like a World War II anime game that Crash I love Bandicoot? yeah <laughs> how did yeah. you know <laughs> Crash Bandicoot's all over there <laughs> and I was like what are they doing are they gonna make this a movie I kind of want to see it um yeah. I didn't like their opening thingy because the red on the blue was like very harsh on the eyes. Someone should have told him that. <laughs> I was deeply displeased. I liked the fun colors though, and that they had a fun intro thingy. Yeah. I just wish yeah. it had been less abrasive on just the eyes. Have fun. God. Should we um, talk about the personality quiz? Yeah. Great. Kristen. Hallie's a big fan. I feel like she should go no, first. No, I want you to go first. Hallie is still taking pictures of all of her toys. <sighs> okay. David warned me that I might get someone who is not in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes. Um, that is a possibility for this quiz, which is from BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. However, that was not my experience. I got Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you move a mile a minute. You love trying new things and going on great adventures. Sure, at times you can be a tad bit self-involved, but at the end of the day, there's nothing you wouldn't do to help your friends. Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you also get Sonic? Who did you get? Ha! Loser! I... I didn't get who I wanted, though. Okay. Who did you want? I wanted the girlfriend. I like that she... No, Man. sorry, wife. Um, She had the two different cakes, and I liked that. <laughs> she was ready <laughs> for either situation. Sucks. She was going to be supportive regardless. There she was go. cool. I yeah, liked her she's a liked her. She was great. Maddie. Okay, so 
I really wanted Sonic. Sucks to suck. Um, but then I got Shadow the Hedgehog, who is the cooler hedgehog. Uh, you're mysterious and brooding and mostly keep to yourself, aside from the quick-witted comment you make once in a while. You're not the easiest nut to crack, but you know what they say, nothing worth having comes easy. He's going to be in the third movie. But here's the thing with this quiz, is that I was really struggling with which other iconic blue character to choose. <laughs> that was my cookie monster choice. So then I went back and I did the whole quiz with all the same answers, but I chose Genie because I was really tied between those two. And when I got Genie, I got cowboy hat Knuckles. The cowboy hat <laughs> is important because Knuckles wears this cowboy hat in exactly one piece of Sonic media, an OVA from 1999, I think. It is my favorite piece of Sonic media. I love it. I have a key, uh, like a, a thing on my on my keys um, uh-huh. that has Sonic and Tails and Knuckles, and it's from that movie, and Knuckles is wearing his hat, and it makes me so, so happy. And for Knuckles, it's, at times, people can tussle your fur, but for the most part, you're cool, calm, and collected. If there's ever a crisis, people turn to you, because your calming energy puts people at ease. So I got Shadow and then Knuckles, and I don't know which one I like more, but Cowboy I'm seeing what Knuckles. happens if I pick my other blue character. Because <laughs> I was torn between the two. Okay. Right. Well... I guess the blue character does not influence your uh, hedgehog slash echidna all that much because I also got Shadow, but my blue character was um, Stitch. I went with Stitch. Stitch was my blue character, and I just switched it now to be Mystique, and I still got Sonic, Mm. so meant to be. Meant to be. Intriguing. Yeah, I don't know anything about Shadow. But he's cool. He's got a... I mean, he's a name like Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is relevant. I'm gonna shill a thing I did for a second. Great. Um, on my other podcast, Quest Friends, uh, my friend Kyle he ran like a like a Sonic adventure that wasn't part of Quest Friends, but it was affiliated with Quest Friends. He did it on the Quest Friends um, Twitch, where he retold the plot of Sonic Adventure Two as a role play. Um, we had guest stars, and then I played uh, Amy Rose, which was great. Because you could play any character who showed up in the game, and so we just like played through, but making different choices than the game. But the game has Shadow in it, which okay. is why it's really good. And everybody mistakes Shadow for Sonic, and they're like, Sonic, why are you doing all these bad things? You know, in that exact voice. And um, Sonic gets arrested by a terrorist agency called Gun. And um, <laughs> put in like like a high security prison, and then all his friends have to bust him out, and then stop Shadow from destroying the world with Doctor Robotnik. But Shadow's a rogue agent; he doesn't play for any team but his own. He does sound like fun. <laughs> Everything I know about Sonic um, from before hearing you talk about it is that in fifth grade I was like kind of friends with this girl. She sat next to me in class who really liked Sonic. And I think I went over to her house a couple times and we tried to play it, except I played Frogger at the time. Because <laughs> little frogs <laughs> hopping across like, a river. And I was like, Sonic goes too fast for me. But uh, she really liked Shadow and she drew them very well. Mm. Like as I was watching, I was like, I should, I should see if she still draws. I wonder if she's done anything Sonic recently. I would like to find that out. 
please do it. Sonic so, does go too fast in the games, though. That is just a fact. I'm very bad at the Sonic games. I'm like, I you them. can't do anything. <laughs> it's He's so too hard. Fast. He's too fast. I can't react fast enough to keep him from dying. One of my favorite... So every now and then, there are... Um, there's a speedrunning... A game speedrunning event called um, Games Done Quick which they they run for charity they usually make a million dollars or something like it's it's a very popular event but um they have games for like a week 24 hours like Mm -hmm. people are just running games all the time they usually have a sonic the hedgehog block those are very fun to watch because not only are they able to go super fast as sonic and do all of the things like they've played the game forward and backwards yep. just a million times they're also super glitchy <laughs> just because the games are not programmed very well so there are all sorts of things where like suddenly he's flying through the landscape and like shouldn't be there but i get headaches when i play sonic games sometimes because yeah. the games themselves are not built for the speed at which sonic goes yeah yeah well i guess um seeing it for the first time i did know a little bit about Sonic from watching uh, the two different animated series starring the uh, the little blue guy in the 90s. There was one that aired on Saturday mornings, and then there was one that was on, like, after I got out of school. And I remember, like, liking them both. They were a good way to kill half an hour, at least. Um, and I was a Sega kid. I had a, I had a Sega. I had a uh, Sega channel, in fact. Which, the thing that nobody thinks really yeah, that nobody, that nobody else had, and nobody believes me that it exists. But it was a, a video game streaming service that hooked into your cable box, and you could download and play like 40 different Sega games a month, um, very ahead of its time. It was like Netflix, but for Sega Genesis. <laughs> anyway, so I played several of the video games, including Sonic Spinball the pinball game, which is impossible, and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which I loved because that game is great. The video games don't have much in the way of a story, though, so other than, like, saving little animals from Robotnik, most of the lore I knew was from the shows. And maybe I just forgot a bunch of stuff, or there was more to his backstory than I remembered, or maybe I just missed a bunch of episodes, but, like, I didn't realize Sonic was an alien. I didn't know anything about Longclaw. Well, Sonic X, kind of. Who, no, Longclaw's uh, not real. We don't... Yeah. I'll talk about Longclaw in a <laughs> second. Okay. But, like, Longclaw shows up in the movie for five seconds and is shot and presumably killed because Sonic can't stop showing off for everybody. <laughs> um, in any event, like, I knew he wore red shoes. He likes going fast. He does a little spin-dash-ball thing that blows stuff up. And he loves chili dogs. He has a friend named Tails and a... I think a frenemy, I guess, is Knuckles. I don't actually... Knuckles, yeah, frenemy. And he's a good guy and is a friend in most cases. But the thing about Knuckles is that he's also very gullible. And so in almost every game and or show, he is tricked by Robotnik repeatedly. When Robotnik is like, hey, Sonic's up to some bad stuff. And Knuckles is like, God, again? And then Sonic will be like, Knuckles, Robotnik tricked you. Here's what's actually happening. And Knuckles will be like, God, again? Like all the time. (laughs) Okay. Love him. Yeah. I do remember playing the Sonic and Knuckles game, which had a very strange cartridge. I don't remember. There was like a thing you could put in the cartridge Mm -hmm. to do a thing. I don't remember. Anyways, that was my extensive 
my solid knowledge going into the film. And having watched the movie, I don't know that I care for this interpretation of the character. I I told Hallie that I like Sonic a lot less now, <laughs> but I don't know that that's true or fair. I think I just, like, it took some of the inexplicable quirkiness of him, like, lightning fast blue hedgehog, and tried to explain things in ways that I wasn't sure that I could go with, and tried to wedge in, like, obnoxious evil guy from the government out to capture him, and, like, he's an infinite power source, too, and he's desperately lonely because Tails isn't in this one and like getting the power of friendship which brings him back to life I guess okay. but like I don't know <laughs> there's so many beats of the script that either didn't make sense or were just like rehashes of rehashes of things that I do know I don't know like to be fair there were some jokes that were funny I liked the turtle I liked the bucket list the bucket list was funny looking at all the little things yeah. as he's going and crossing them off. Kind of funny. But overall, I don't know. It's probably like five and a half or so. Like, I'm not likely to watch it again, but we've certainly seen worse. It's probably like, it's just like right in the middle of our scale, I think, is Sonic the Hedgehog. It Ow. occupies a very strange place in my heart because here's everything that you said is correct. None of this... The echidna warriors who shoot Longclaw, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's like Knuckles people. They guard the Chaos Emeralds in some iterations. I'm sure that's, I'm sure someone's going to be like, you're wrong. And I, and I will admit, there is so much Sonic lore. It's like Star Wars. And I don't, I, I don't know all of it, but I, I think they exist. Longclaw, I double-checked, made up for this movie. And I don't know why. Because, you see, there's already an owl in the Sonic universe. In that 40-minute OVA that I love so very what much. What does OVA stand for? Um, original voice actor. No, no video, video uh, animation or something. It's it's usually used explicitly for but anime. What the o it's like a mini for? movie. I don't remember. Oblong. Oh, original video animation. Hey. An anime film released directly to video. Okay. Okay, so... There's already an owl in Sonic, and his name is Old Man Owl. <laughs> Imagine being born and they call you Old Man. I love his style. He reminds me of Baby Fresh. Here's the thing. In this scene, he's watching Sonic and Tails' house while they go off and save the world. And, and they track Metal Sonic, Robotnik's latest invention, who actually like, looks like Sonic, unlike Shadow here and they're like old man what happened to you because they all speak like that with colds and the old man's like sonic came by and made me wear all his clothes <laughs> so those are all sonic's you clothes. should you should describe the owl for our listeners here's his regular outfit okay his regular outfit is just this little he's so cute short shoes. owl his little shoes short owl and he's got glasses with like swirlies in the middle so that he always looks a little bit off kilter and he normally wears this like blue robe but when sonic or rather metal sonic comes by to put on sonic's clothes it's like a pink t-shirt with yellow stripes and purple shorts with a yellow logo that also matches the shirt and a backwards baseball cap and headphones around his neck and he's holding a skateboard because sonic apparently skateboards yeah. i love this owl just Google old man owl Sonic and he will come up. He is beloved in the fandom, as he should be. Why did they not use this owl? Why did they make up Longclaw? Why didn't they pick the good parts of the Sonic 
lexicon to use. Where was the old man? I was already like when I saw it within the first minute. I was like, who is who is this? Where's where's old man? Sonic's adopted mom who exists only to die. Only to die. Only to die. Also, like, is an owl on a planet that seems to have like. Echidnas and, and hedgehogs, and I guess presumably other animals, yeah. but like we only see other things that look like Sonic. So, like, Tails is a fox, but that still owl is still the okay, odd man. Here's owl. the problem, though. <laughs> I mean, to I be think... fair, this planet also has room for both hedgehogs and echidnas and owls, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but like, no, I mean, like, if, if you the, the animation styles looked different, no, that's what I think, and then and then you have like echidnas, hedgehogs, foxes, way out left field, <laughs> owls, okay. like, well, birds are mammals, birds, as we've okay, established, birds <laughs> are mammals, echidnas are, are not, not. <laughs> I think they are. Echidnas are... They're mammals. I feel like I read at some point about this movie that, like... Yes, they are mammals. Yeah, was, a, <laughs> was a remnant of when the script was a little bit more dramatic. And then when they had to, like, change Sonic's design, they changed it to the good one. The cute, round... The one everybody loves. But they kept this, like, more realistic-looking owl. Just because they should have gone old man owl route, but no, like the style of animation between Sonic and Owl is just so different, and I don't yeah. like the choice that they made. So uh, Longclaw immediate ticks off for me. Don't know why she's there. Harm. I mean, except to die, but like, come on. Um, his Sonic, he just he just is. He's just fast. I don't He's think just, any version of Sonic has ever been like, here's where he gets his power from. And this version doesn't really either, but it attempts to make his power more of a focus than in other versions. Like Sonic was always fast. That's a given. That's yeah. his that's his that's his thing. But he also has like other friends, and Robotnik is usually already taking over uh Mobius, that's his planet, and like and like, I don't know, when he's in his own world, it doesn't seem as big a thing. But they were like, we want to animate Sonic with people. So let's, so you got to acknowledge the power at that point. And I'm like, fine, whatever, I don't care. How do you feel about that as an impulse for filmmaking in general? Like, we want to animate character X, but with live action people. No, I, I know nothing about Sonic. And I was not excited to watch this movie. <laughs> I wasn't like dreading it, but I was like, I have a book I want to finish. I don't want to put this on. But I did. But I think I would have been much more interested if it had shown Sonic's home planet and like the hedgehog going fast and those little warrior dudes who were after him. I'm like, yeah, people don't care about a small town in Montana. And like, I love you, James Marsden, but like, you are just another white man cop. She's like, why do you have to be a cop, man? <laughs> don't like, why do, do we need to make him a cop? Like, you can still... Especially if there is so much Sonic lore that it doesn't seem like they have to, have to, have to stick to one specific thing. Like, they could have come up with just something new. And that would have been A-okay. Would have been and wonderful. Yeah, he showed his home planet. And I'm like, why can't I see that? Right, it was so pretty. I was like, there's the, there's the hill. There's the yeah. loop-de-loop. Like, ah! 
and, and it was just can, so exciting. You can make it a good little thing and be yeah. like, oh, we just play a game out of it. But here's why it's relevant and how it will become plot centric. See, I don't know. But... When there are real human beings in a movie, that automatically makes it better. That's how it works. However, don't do this, studio execs who are listening to this podcast and care about my opinion. It sucks. Just make just make animated movies. Make a long like make a long version of the OVA that's good with the old man owl and cowboy hat knuckles. I am begging you with like good voice actors. Nothing against Ben Schwartz. I actually I I like him more than I think I should as Sonic. Um, but I just I just like. What bothers me when they have the real people is that they see OG Sonic design did look more realistic, yeah, quote unquote, like... but like not not in a good way. So I was happy that they chose to chose that they chose a more cartoony looking Sonic, but like they just make it a cartoon. But like no. same with same with Pokemon, like Psyduck freaked me out, <laughs> and same with like the texture of some of the Pokemon. And like like Lickitung, like that was like they tried to make it realistic, but considering the fact that you do also have real people and real settings in it, it just always ends up looking a little bit uncanny valley. Not bad because it's good animation. Yeah, like it's it's and here's the thing: it, it does it doesn't it doesn't fit. Just do it all animated, and I will get the point that that is supposed to be like a lick a tongue and it's and it's weird long tongue thing. I don't, mm. I, I fully support experimenting with like putting characters in like other types of animation. Like I don't want to cut off experimentation animation because I think it's totally worth it. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one of my favorite movies. I've never seen Love it. that. I was about to say I like that style, but I haven't seen it. But you know what that was good? So good? The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. <laughs> Where they had Jimmy Neutron characters in Fairly Odd Parents style and Fairly Odd Parents characters it in is Jimmy possible. Neutron style. It is like, possible. It's fun to do. It's fun to do. Uh, but uh, uh, as, a, as a more recent example, I hate, hate, loathe the recent Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie where they did the same thing oh, with the it, animation and styles and the real... I hate it so much because I don't think the writers actually have any nostalgia for the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Tell them who's featured in the movie. Not featured, but has a little cameo. Relevant to this episode. Ugly Sonic. Ugly Sonic is in the Chippendale movie. That's his name. He's at a... Because it's like a Roger Rabbit setup where the, they, the yeah. characters exist on their own as movie stars in uh-huh. animated good, an, goods, animated things. <laughs> and there's like a Comic-Con and Sonic, Ugly Sonic, takes pictures of people and signs it. And it's a really good joke that references modern times and it won't age. In fact, it just contextualizes everything in a really effective way. I'm getting quiet because I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. Uh-huh. Ugly Sonic does more in that movie because he comes back more than once. Really? Then Gadget, the only female member of the Rescue Rangers, mm, of that's which the rough. movie is about. But we're talking about Sonic. So Sonic feels <laughs> a little bit like the Chippendale Rescue Rangers in that like I think some of the writers probably had a nostalgic connection to Sonic because I do think it's a cute movie with heart and it makes me happy. Um, but I don't know that they got 
real sonic diehards to write it, which sounds gatekeepy, and I don't mean it that way. I just mean like you're making a Sonic movie, so lean into what makes Sonic Sonic. You don't need to like water things down because that just makes it way more awkward for everybody. Like you don't have to justify Sonic being here. Just make the Sonic movie. And and it, I think that was part of why I with and with David, I probably give this like a five and a half. It's yeah. not my it's cup of tea. Um, and I think, like I said, would have loved to have seen one on his home planet. Like, mm-hmm. I did not learn much about Sonic in this movie. I already knew he went fast, and I yeah. knew he had the rings, and all, like, I don't... And you were like, oh, that's that's all. Especially because, like, him him being an alien wasn't relevant, because since when have kids ever been like, yeah, the Sonic guy is fun, but where does he come from? He's or just, like, he that's, just, that's he a just... question that they, like, ask their parents, and their parents yeah. make up some sort of answer. It doesn't matter. But, like, I don't always like when they try to be like, here's a logical explanation for this. Other. Like, it can just be. It's fine. It's fine. You can just have had a Sonic thing. And so instead, to me, it did feel like, here's a movie we made for eight-year-olds. Uh-huh. Yeah. As evidenced by the flossing. Yeah. And, oh my, I... Whatever Professor Robotnik, someone was talking, Definitely. and he just, like, interrupted them oh, yeah, and the started major. screaming. Yeah. I had, like, PTSD to when I was a kid, and those kinds of jokes would be in movies, and kids would think it was funny, so they would just pick up on it, and then you are just trying to talk, and then they just quote this movie by yelling and interrupting you, and it's not fun. I don't like it. It's, 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 this is not the same, but sort of the same. It's like when, when years ago, again, when I was a youth, V8 had the commercial where they're like, could have had a V8 and someone like hits a person in the forehead with like their palm and just smack them. My cousins thought it was hilarious. So do you know what they did? They started smacking people in the forehead and saying, could have had a V8. And I didn't like it. Good it's not fun. And so when I saw that, I'm like, I can't even be like... I understand that I am in my 20s, and this is for children. So, of course, I am not their target audience. I was like, how many more children will be victimized because of this joke? (laughs) But, like, their target audience probably should have been people in my age demographic, and yours who are nostalgic for the game. There are ways to do things. I can't think of them, because whatever. But, like, I'm sure there are multiple good ways to, like, bridge that gap and have it be like, here... It's something that children can enjoy, but we're also going to give several nods to mm-hmm. the people who are older and actually played yeah. this as a youth. It's, it's not... The, and, and, this, and, like, it's not... Like, uh, there's not even any... There's one video game tune at the end. The Green Hill Zone theme plays. It's a little bit slowed down um, because it's at the end where they're painting the house and fixing it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was like, it's the Green Hill Zone. But, like, I, for the life of me, can't figure out why other... Sonic music wasn't reworked slightly to be in the movie soundtrack. Like already in the Mario movie soundtrack, and we all that we we were all nervous for the Mario movie. I know, but in one of the trailers, you hear like three Mario tunes that have been remixed slightly to be like a movie soundtrack, and it's very exciting. It's like oh my god, they listened to the game. Like, and Sonic didn't didn't do that, and they could have. And then the I would have been is... even happier in the theater. Like they pleased me with this product. Imagine. If they had put effort effort into it, and I would have been completely over the moon. Yeah, the music is really iconic from the Sonic games. Uh-huh. It's 
I think lots I think of, lots of famous video game tunes. Lots of famous video Sonic game tunes. Song. Were I writing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and I know this is sorted, I would make sure the drowning theme was in it somewhere. That is iconic for Sonic fans. It strikes fear in your heart. Have you heard the Sonic drowning theme? No, I'm asking David to play me some Sonic music. Okay. Here's the Sonic one drowning music. They should have done that with that bomb thing that was stuck right? to Right? That would have been amazing. Especially because it, it, the beeping kept getting faster. Right, like, been... this is a real right easy way to shove that right in there. there. And people in the theater were like, oh my god, it's the routing music, which is exactly what you want from... It was so... It was right there, Kristen. It was right there in front Finally of them. more sonic music. It's right okay. there in front of them. This is uh, Green Hill Zone. There's also an extended 10-hour version of this on YouTube. (laughs) We will just do a little piece of it. Yeah, we're all dancing to this. Yeah, we're all dancing. And that plays at the end, but not for very long. And like the thing is that that could have easily played like the first half of it when it sounded a little more intense before Mm -hmm. it became a little more just like jovial jaunt. Yeah. Um, Could have easily played at like a a pivotal point with again slightly slower, a bit more like. In the back, I didn't do a good interpretation of what I mean, but that or the jovial jauntiness can either be when he's just like cruising around Green Hill, or at the end when they give him the little attic space. Like there and are there are times and places to incorporate these things, and I cannot stress enough how much I don't care about Sonic. I was so like, <laughs> you don't care and you just heard these two songs and you were like, oh, we'll do this. Like that, Here's like places that's... they can go. I don't I, and you, uh, and despite not being in this fandom, you recognized the importance of the two things yeah. and were like, this seems like a thing that this movie calls for and yet that's not in there. But it makes me so upset. So is Green Hill in the game? Yeah, Green Hill Zone is the first level. Oh, okay. So that's so that's why the town is named. Greenville. That's yeah, kind of nice. It's I kind still of nice. am like, but why Montana? <laughs> if I was a hedgehog who could run that fast, <laughs> again, as much as I love James Marsden, um, Montana's not the place no. to be. I'm sorry to any potential Montana-based listeners. I've never been there. It probably is actually a very pretty state, but I, I hedgehog will... who could go anywhere. I will note that. He uh, he does tell Sonic that to get to San Francisco, you just go west, which is not true from Montana. That's not... You have to go down a little. You have to go down quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, more look, south I'm than it is west. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I, feel, I feel someone once summed up how I feel about the movie and how I think many people feel about the movie in a tweet. And I cannot remember the exact words, but it was something like, 
I want to talk to the writers who decided to put Sonic in a car for most of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And they were, he was like, my legs feel like jelly, which like maybe initially after the tranquilizer, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that. But then he's still in the car. And that one I did chalk up to, he's lonely. He wants yeah. to spend time he with Jim Morrison. But I'm like, okay, buddy, your legs are clearly working again because you've done many things where they are working just fine. Just fine. Did you know but... San Francisco is like farther south than where we are? Yeah. Me, who was bad at geography, <laughs> did not. I, I think I would have imagined it was like at least even with us. It's not. It's no. not. I've, I've been there, and I didn't know this. <laughs> um, I, loved, I loved the way in the car, though. This is one of the lines that I find just very charmingly delivered when um, Sonic is like, oh, your best friend's a magnet for danger. And Tom, the cop, is like, whoa, whoa, you're not my best friend. And Sonic's like, you tucked me in last night. <laughs> like, I love the accusatory way he says it. Like, don't you dare cross me. You have done this for me. It's yeah. very funny to me and very amusing. The humor in this movie is so strange because I wouldn't call it good, but I am fond of it. I, the breastfeeding line has no right to be funny. The what? The breastfeeding line. I don't remember this. I probably was like tuned out. At the very beginning. Um, not the very beginning, I guess. But um, close to the middle because Robotic shows up. He uh, is trying to get into Tom's house. And he says something like, I was writing formulas while you were drinking formula. And then Tom's like, well, I was breastfed, so... And then and then Robotnik's like, oh, nice. Rub that in my orphan face. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember that. Why am I laughing? Like, what the Okay, fuck? that's good. I know. It's funny. It's very funny. And, like, I don't know. Sometimes the way Robotnik says things is, like, his assistant comes in to give him his latte... And he's like, of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! <laughs> like, like, I don't know. He's having fun. Like, there's there's fun, and there is some super weird humor in it that I enjoy. I hate the sister-in-law. I hate her so much. But when Tom comes in with Sonic under the blanket yeah. or whatever, and she's like, is it plutonium? Is it emails? <laughs> like, I lost my shit. Do you guys recognize the sister-in-law? No. She was in a movie we watched. Oh. That I picked! What rom-coms have we watched? Is she the drama teacher? She's the oh, drama she's teacher in Love Siren. Okay. Did you know that? Or did mm. you have to No, I just up? guessed. I, I did. Guess. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. yeah, she's the drama teacher. So I was like, hey, it's the drama teacher. I did not recognize her. No, I just don't like the sister-in-law because the plot line about wanting... Maddie to divorce Tom doesn't make any sense. It's one of those classic, like, oh, they have beef, but, like, they could they could bother explaining the alien hedgehog I... who runs fast, but they couldn't be like, you know, he stole my gardening shears. And right? That would have been very funny like, if it was like, you have to divorce him, he stole my shears. Like, like that's that's all they needed to do, but as instead to, like, it was just like, you need to divorce woman. him. And I'm like, but why? James Marston, despite being a cop, mm-hmm. seems... Lovely. Yeah. And yeah. Maddie also seems lovely. So they yes. seem lovely together. Questions. I don't I don't know, but I do like the is it emails line. Yeah. Is it emails? Is it emails? Yeah. So let's talk about maybe let's talk a little bit about Tom, 
who is just okay. kind of just Tom. He's just a guy, a dopey guy. and earnest. He's Good old a guy. cop wants to help people in yeah. need and also prove himself in a uh-huh. tough situation. Mm-hmm. Both the things cops do, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it came out in twenty twenty. Not like people were. Not like there was a <laughs> huge wave of events around yeah. that time. Mm. Yeah. Helping, helping folks, proving helping himself. Hedgehogs. Yeah, Tom. Tom. Um, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. That's that. I feel like, bad, but that's like as much as I have to say about him because yeah. he's helping Sonic. Seems generally like a nice guy. I like James Marston. I've said it mm-hmm. about four times already. Um, I, Tom. I, Sonic's friends should just be Tails and Knuckles and Co. The human element is not needed in these films. Not one. However, I get mad every time that Sonic and James Marsden Tom bond. It upsets me that I'm just like, he's making a friend. Like, the scene at the end where where he's like, Sonic's my friend, and then Sonic comes back to life. Bad. Very bad. (laughs) However, the trope of friendship saves the day, and someone says an inspiring thing in the darkest moment, and then like, oh... Your friend has summoned enough will to live and beat the bad guy classic. Absolutely. Injected into my veins. Like, that sentiment needed to be there, executed poorly because it is just so ridiculous. And not in the kind of environment where that ridiculousness thrives, because they try so hard to tamper everything else down. But, like, but like, I'm still just like, <sighs> he has a friend. He was on his bucket list. And he's gonna save his friends, and now he has a cool room with a race car bed in their attic. And I'm just like, I'm happy that Sonic has a friend slash father figure man. You haven't seen the second one? No, I haven't. He's more of a father figure in the second one. The thing is that the first one one. does not entice me to watch Okay, but so, but Tails and Knuckles I'm are in, in the second I'm one. intrigued by there being more characters mm-hmm. than just Sonic, who are of the small mammal variety. Yeah. Um, Idris Elba. He's wonderful. Of he course. took the role seriously. He showed up. Um, and the actual voice actor who does Tails in all the games and, mm-hmm. like, shows. Is that the same person who voices Tommy Pickles? I don't think so. Because I was see. like, I have heard this voice before, <laughs> and it might be Tommy Pickles. She does jazz in Danny Phantom. Maybe that's it. What else? Isn't that Gotta go through a whole indeed. Uh Anyway, Tom's fine. Like, like they could have, like, the least they could have done if they were really going to go this human element, right, is make him interesting and make us actually care about... The Tom person, like like the second movie is better because Knuckles and Tails are there. However, their adventures are very often in a separate location from the human characters, and so occasionally we'll cut back to full scenes of the human characters that last for like five to ten minutes, and I'm always like, "That sounds." Where's Sonic? Like, <laughs> get yeah. back to Sonic, please. Okay. I'm begging you, and I hate it. Bothers me so much. And maybe if the characters were better, it wouldn't bother me so much. Like, I still, I really like Maddie. But like, but like, I also, um, what are your thoughts on Tom? It seemed like, so I've never watched Paw Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) 
Didn't give you taste vibes. Propaganda. It felt like somebody had written a, a white person. Yeah. <laughs> had written a cop for a eight-year-old uh-huh. white person. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. just so dopey and earnest and out there to help people he's just, gonna he move to the to big city he just wants and... to have one person look at him and say i need you which yeah. happens like immediately with sonic i was very surprised they had that yeah. set up and payoff happen in such short proximity they yeah. should have they really should have held it yeah Until i mean those are end. those are basically my tom thoughts like he he seems like such a good guy that it's just kind of boring mm-hmm. yeah and He's a cop on top of it. And is a cop on top of it. And I like the plot of, like, you could go do things in a big city, but, um, you know, here all I do is clean gutters and jumpstart cars. And and Sonic's like, yeah, but they ask you to do it. And I think I, I like that sentiment. Yeah. It's just that he's a cop. So I was like, I don't mind the direction this is going. It's just like, what if you were, like, a firefighter or could have been a firefighter could have been any, any other, other public sort of like agent. like anything could have yeah. been a lot of things could have been a lawyer who wants to take big shot cases but like is very helpful in small cases in town yeah. i just i lots just of, i just a lot of options lots of lots of options that were yeah. not a cop don't need to do cops no anyway so i did want to ask you i do have a question okay this week yeah. That is tangentially related to the movie. Mm-hmm. What's on your bucket lists? Oh, God. Don't make me think about mortality. <laughs> um, the thing is, I did used to have a bucket list. And then you completed everything on it, and you're just living out the rest of your life. No, but it's like... One, I don't know where it went, so it's gone. I probably... Tossed it because I probably looked at this list I made when I was like 13 and was like, what a bunch of 13 year old things to say. And I don't recall. Um, Lately, not necessarily going to be on my bucket list forever, but lately I think it would be very cool to go see a volcano. Yeah. I would like to see a volcano. Yeah. Like in person, I was watching this volcano documentary and I was like, wow, fun. And then that classic picture of the people in Iceland, question mark. Watching the magma. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just like standing around it, keeping warm. I was like, would be me. I would go to the magma. And I think it would be very fun to go see a volcano. So that's that's what I'll put. It's on my bucket list. Go see a volcano. My nephew learned about volcanoes in his class. Yeah. And when we were going to Disney, um, the people next to us were flying to Mexico. Yeah. And my nephew turned to his mom and went, do they know about volcanoes? Because <laughs> he was convinced they were all flying to their death. Like, there are volcanoes down there. Yeah, there it's are. Cute. Um, yeah. Mine's boring because mine's just travel. I haven't been out of the country, like, ever. You gotta get out. I know, I gotta get out. Go see, the Mexican, volcanoes. Go see the Mexican volcanoes. Go see the Mexican volcanoes. Also, I want to do an overnight train ride. Like in a sleeper car, oh, like I've an Amtrak. Is it good? I've done that. Is oh, it fun? It. Okay, so let me tell you about. <laughs> so when I I used to live in California for grad school, mm-hmm. and when I came back, 
I moved all of my stuff through Amtrak, which mm-hmm. has a shipping department, mm-hmm. which I hadn't realized at the time. But you can ship stuff through Amtrak. Certain stations will let you load stuff on and take stuff off. So I had all of the stuff from my apartment, and I just had all these boxes that got loaded onto the train, and then it was like 52, 54 hours. Mm-hmm. And I got on the train in California and took the California Zephyr all the way into Union Station in Chicago. It was sort of the best. Like, they time it really well. So, like, the the train schedule works out so that when you're going through really pretty parts of the country, mm-hmm. like Colorado and stuff, there'll be, like, mountains and rivers and, like, all sorts of wonderful natural things. Mm-hmm. It's light out. And then when it's dark like the sleeper parts those mm-hmm. tend to be like nebraska i okay. slept through most of nebraska so mm-hmm. like that's cool they have people in the um the observation car which is just sort of like a big glass like car a big dome, right? yeah, yeah where you can see everything that's they had um historians for <gasps> for certain parts of the trip like through parts of uh, colorado there were people who had just they seemed like mostly either folks that were interested in local history or, mm-hmm. like, um, retirees who were just, like, this was, like, their mm-hmm. their side gig or whatever. Yeah. And they would tell you about the history of the areas you were going through and tell you about natural stuff that you would see and be like, and over there mm-hmm. you can see the such-and-such such mountains or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. I did feel a little bit like a pet rabbit. Because you're in a very small car, mm-hmm. and they sort of come and they'll like knock on your door and be like, "It's dinner time," and you're like, "You're let out to go get fed." Yeah. <laughs> because you have your own little like times, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you would go and you'd sit with there are like four people per table, and I was just by myself, so they mm-hmm. would just like seat me with other people. Okay. So you'd kind of like meet new people and like have little conversations while you ate your dinner. Mm-hmm. Was the food good? The food was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was better than I expected for mm-hmm. being on Amtrak. Okay. I was expecting more like airplane food, but it yeah. was like it was like pretty good. They okay. like Yes. Oh, I was just going to say I follow someone on Instagram and I started following her because she would post pictures of like train cars for like travel thingies. Yeah. And some of them look like real swanky. I don't know if all of them look this level of swanky. Definitely not. <laughs> but I was like, how fun! And they have a little spot, and you can just have a little meal by the spot. window. And you yeah, can I look want that. So yeah, see, I think it would be very interesting. There were definitely windows while we were eating, so you could like look out and see the countryside going by, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, I definitely recommend it. If you're ever okay. heading out to California, and you want to spend the Zephyr, the Zephyr, fifty something hours on the train. That's what my follow up. Did you get? your own sleeper car room with the little bed or did you do the coach business class or whatever is no i had i had a sleeper car okay so it was oh far smaller like this room is not very big that we're in listeners it was probably half or a third as big as this i would assume yeah it was it was just like just enough room to open the door and like flip the cot down okay to sleep on Mm -hmm. and then there was like it was sort of a bunk bed situation Mm -hmm. And, like, the top one I just, like, put my stuff on or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was literally just as small as possible, a space to sleep with a window that I could look out. So I did spend a lot of time, again, feeling like a pet rabbit, looking out my window as I was sitting in my little bed. Uh, reading some some books and but you can just like leave your room and go. Oh yeah, you can leave. You can okay. go 
to the they they do have like little showers and stuff in mm-hmm. there too. Um, not in the room, but like is part of the the bathroom. Yeah, because it's like four people or five people to a to a shower or something like that. Something like on. that. Okay. Yeah, they, there are fancier rooms that yeah. maybe have their own showers. This was like the economy class. The, that I got. the communal shower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got the cheapest room. I didn't want to like sit just in a chair mm-hmm. and like try and sleep for 54 hours mm-hmm. like in the I, that wasn't happening but yeah you could wander you could go to the observation car and okay. like you know it was it was a good experience i would definitely do it again i want to do it so bad but right mm-hmm. when i was like i got a little brochure and i was like okay this is the year that i do it it was march 2020 mm-hmm. so i didn't did something happen do that <laughs> I'm sick of people saying that when I say like 2020. <laughs> it's becoming an old hack joke. What do you mean? But someday, I'm going to do an Amtrak trip, and I'm going to solve a murder on that Amtrak trip. So you want someone to die. There's someone bad. <laughs> I was trying to think of <laughs> any bad person. Like if, if Jeff Bezos finds himself <laughs> on an Amtrak <laughs> John C. Riley. <laughs> what has he ever done to come into my brain right now? I'm sorry, John C. Riley. So I would do that. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. Having having done that, I I recommend it. It was a good time. I've thought about doing it again, like mm-hmm. if I ever wind up traveling out west. Mm-hmm. But why not out east? Out east. I mean, I would go out east too. The mountains are so cool, though. Mm-hmm. Like That's fair. going through the the Rockies and stuff. I guess there's the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, if I was to go up to Maine or something, I really a couple years ago, like super wanted to go to Switzerland. And a big part of that was I kept seeing like pictures and videos of people on the trains in Switzerland, just like going through the snowy mountains. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, God, that looks like so much fun. I did not go to Switzerland, mm-hmm. but. It looked like a lot of fun. Maybe you could put it on your bucket list. I could put it on my bucket list. What is on your bucket list, David? I think I have, like, just travel goals as well. You know, I've never been... I've, I've been to Europe a couple times, and I've been... I guess technically I've been to Mexico. I've been to Tijuana, which is just, like, right over the border. And I've been to Canada. But, you know, there's a lot of... A lot more of the world. There is a lot more of the world. Lately, uh, two people I follow on Instagram together, they went to Antarctica. And I was like, it looks beautiful there. Never once had I been like, oh, I want to go to Antarctica and be cold Mm -hmm. all the time. But like, looks gorgeous. Would love to go. My family's thinking of doing a cruise for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Just like Mm -hmm. a family four or five day cruise. And when we were discussing it, I was like, Alaska, anybody? Alaska I hear the cruise? Alaskan cruises are fabulous. Yeah, and nobody responded to me. So then <laughs> later on, I was like, have we considered Alaska? Do we think Alaska could be fun? And again, nobody responded to me. Um, and so I'm just going to keep saying Alaska until somebody tells me to shut up about Alaska. <laughs> we're going to the Bahamas like basic people. Yeah. But I hear the Alaskan ones are nice because like it's it's... A very large state. And so the cruise is nice because, you know, it does the classic, like, oh, during the day you go Mm -hmm. see these fun sights, and then at night while you sleep, it does the traveling 
for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear only good things about Alaska cruises. You can meet sled dogs and pet them. I want to do that. And the proposal is set in Alaska. It doesn't matter to me quite as much as Balto being set in Alaska. It's a good movie. I'm not that fond of it. In, um, in high school, I was very into Antarctica, and for a while, the government had a, a grant program for artists that if you had a project that required you to go to Antarctica, you could write up a proposal, and yeah. they would sometimes give you money and fly you down because it's hard to get to it's hard to get to antarctica you can't just like i want to go to go not just like a regular commercial flight there's there's a bunch of i mean a bunch of reasons for that part of it is like it's sort of a protected area Mm -hmm. and like even legal stuff is weird there like i can imagine just like it it, nobody really owns antarctica but there are like different sections that are sort of not really territories it's a weird legal situation in general in antarctica and most of the people there are scientists and scientists don't care for tourists showing up because but they did have i don't think they do it anymore i was really disappointed Mm. i they they cut the funding for it Mm. but yeah for a while that was a a bucket list goal of mine that will probably never happen because I can't imagine they're going to suddenly <laughs> kick some more money to this Antarctic, <laughs> Antarctic writer program. But yeah, if you had a project that involved any sort of art or music or writing or whatever, mm-hmm. they used to give you money for it. So That's cool. Yeah. I once read an article, not Antarctica, but these people went to the North Pole specifically because... Um, it was literally just like studying how the female body handles a trip to the north pole just that no one and they didn't want people who were like prepared to do it right they wanted just like everyday people yeah who just were interested in doing this because all the study or like there had been one similar study at the time that had been done in like the 50s maybe the 60s of course it was all men because they were the focus of everything and still are all the time um and so they a lot of similar tests had not been done in many decades and then when it had been done it was all men so they're like no this is interesting stuff we want to run it again so they got a group of like nine women who just were like yeah i'll go to the north pole (laughs) yeah and they just went there and I was like, I why didn't I know about that? I would have signed up to go to the North Pole. What were the findings? Um, it's just they got real. The cool. thing is that the the study I was looking at, I think, was just talking about like the study, or the the thing I read was talking about the study itself, not the findings, because it also mentioned how they had like various it wasn't delays the study. because they had to. Yeah, yeah it wasn't the study. Um, it was people talking about the study because they had all these different delays. And, you know, you have people who have to, like, snowshoe to the North Pole yep. but because they specifically did not want people who, like, studied this. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of women who don't know how to do this, are not familiar with setting up any sort of, like, tent-like situation, let alone in, like, a frozen tundra. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. And ever since then, I've been like, I'm just going to keep my eyes Peeled for those studies where they're like, yeah. we just want any woman to go to this place. And I'm like, well, would you look at that? I fit the bill perfectly. So that also feels like a good setup to 
Murder. Psychological horror film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this is 100% going to be like The Thing or something. But, as mentioned in our Scream episode, I'm a final girl. I survive. I live. Hopefully. I do. I don't know about that one. First sign of trouble, I'm out. <laughs> that was, if there's that was a storm. Not yeah, if your snowshoes are broken. What if... What if they're polar bears outside. Um, they would instantly trust my like friendly to animals nature. <laughs> there was a tweet that was like, um, one of my biggest flaws is that I genuinely believe that I could go up to a lion and not have it <laughs> because it would sense my good nature. And that's me. I would be like, guys, I'm a vegetarian. I'm your friend. <laughs> but they are not vegetarians. No. Um, so it might not go well. We'll see. But... If all my snow gear is brightly colored, they'll be like, that's not the color seals are. You <laughs> can't seal her. her. Yeah. Seals are darker, not neon pink. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll have one of those to Antarctica. And you do an art project. That would be great. No, no polar bears, but I would get to hang out with some penguins. Yeah. Which are cool and probably will not eat you. Hopefully probably. not. We'll see. That would be a that would be a slow death. <laughs> <laughs> like, also funny, <laughs> like, like get, very get packed. First man to die by like penguin <laughs> consumption. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, Sonic. 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 I did like. I am always a sucker for a, a, a scene in a movie or a show where someone can go really fast and they go so fast that it's like time stands but still. everybody else is and slow. they yeah. use everyone's momentum that they currently have and just sort of like shift them slightly or move them a little bit. And then, you know, it's like they hit play and it goes back to real time. Yeah. And then it all comes to... It was very effective the way everybody fell down. I was just like... It was very effective the way everybody <laughs> fell down. No, it felt like watching no, but I those videos where everyone has like the dominoes. Uh-huh. And they fall and they set up these elaborate things, which actually usually bore me. But this was lickety split. So it kept my I, short attention. Yeah, they started playing the little song. Like boom, boom, boom or something like that. And I was like, this is... It was a catchy song. It's a catchy song. I don't remember what it was. And I was but just... I was, I, this is this is what I want. Again, this movie could have absolutely sent me just just into bonkers levels of happy. But as it was, all that I had to do was watch that scene where Sonic does all of that stuff in seeming slow mo because he's just so fast. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I'm alive for. Does that <laughs> specifically specifically like watching Sonic do this kind of thing? And I was like, yes, I love this scene. I wish they did it more. I know they did it again when he pushed them off the building and did some other stuff. But I don't yeah. know. I wanted another like big scene. Although slight plot hole that we're not supposed to actually care about. Yeah. But he's like, you know, literally like running on the ceiling in this place. And then later on, when they get to San Francisco, he's like, he's can't like I can't there. get to the roof. You have to have a key. Right. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, like, you can run up the sides of buildings. Right. Like, you don't absolutely. Need to go inside. You can just grab that. Yeah. Come I, on. I know we are not supposed to care, but I was like, but, I care. But he can do that without a problem. Just, yeah. yeah. Go up the sides. He has done crazier things in other 
in other Sonics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, a better piece of Sonic media out right now that everybody should watch is Sonic Prime, which I love very much because it has heavy doses of Amy Rose, the best Sonic character, who often what gets about sidelined. Yeah, Shadow's in it. He's one of my favorite... This is actually also one of my favorite versions of Shadow. He gives off Zuko vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shadow's also fun because, you know, Sonic, like, runs fast. (laughs) What? Shadow has, has, like, glidey shoes. So they just go... It's not like he's running fast. So he's kind of just, like, roller skating. Yeah, he's, like, roller skating (laughs) while Sonic's actually running. And he's, like, like... a little fun, like, 70s disco or 70s disco sounding song in the background. Public Affair by Jessica Simpson. Shadow. Ruben. Shadow would not be caught dead. But there was a comic I saw that I loved where Amy was singing along to a Taylor Swift song. And then Shadow joined in and everybody was like, Shadow? And he was like, fuck. <laughs> I've caught out. Because that is what Shadow's personality is. He is an edgy, an edgy edgelord. Um, but actually he cares about his friends and he will just say he's doing something contrarian just, just to say it. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's a pushover. I love Shadow. Um, Sonic Prime, extremely good. That version of Sonic is also one of the best versions of Sonic. This version of Sonic, I think because this movie was aimed more towards children, ironically this animated Netflix series feels more aimed at adults and children um but the movie movie um sonic feels a lot younger like child age which is like fine whatever but in this one sonic is pretty squarely young adult and usually he's like 15 which is obviously child but like in this one it feels like maybe they aged him up to somewhere around like 20s like mid-20s they don't say it that's just the vibe that i get two up sonic oh and friends very recent Taylor Swift song. I was expecting mm-hmm. an old one. I thought it was going to be like Blank Space no. or something, which is, you know, like eight years old. Um, But Sonic in Sonic Prime is just kind of a douchebag, and I love him very much for it. Because he's a believable douchebag. He's like, he's like... The events of Sonic Prime happen because it's it's because it's his fault. He doesn't listen to his friends. They're like, Sonic, don't do this thing. And then he does a thing because he doesn't listen. And then it causes that. And so he has to, like, learn what his mistakes are and atone for them and realize, oh, man, maybe I'm not being as good a friend as I should be. He would die for his friends, but he won't, like, go see their play. Like, that kind of okay. a plot line. And I am very into it. Sonic is wonderful in that show because... Everything is his fault forever. He's not quite as annoying as movie Sonic. Yeah. Though in this movie, everything is kind of Sonic's fault too. Okay, so yes, but like... He gets Longclaw killed. He brings Robotnik down on the Green Hills. But he's also like child, you know? He's a child who is alone. He's alone and he's lonely. The baseball scene... um, I, I like the baseball scene. I think that it is... Good and 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 the baseball scene was good. Yeah, I did, it's especially because he just wants sad. the high five. It was Most very heartfelt. Nobody to high five. It was yeah. very reminiscent of um Wally, and he just wants to hold somebody's. It's hand. really really sad and cute, and I liked the baseball scene. Um, but like that Sonic, I don't know. He like all of his problems feel like really natural results of him just trying to live his life. Mm-hmm. Where he's Sonic Prime Sonic, 
he could have done literally anything else <laughs> except the thing that his friends told him not to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone should watch Sonic Prime because it's really good. And I want more of it. It's already been greenlit for a second season because it ended on a cliffhanger. But like, but yeah. like, we should all watch it to make it happen. And then Sonic Boom is really good. It's really funny. Sonic Boom is written by Sonic fans, like definitely. Like, just everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just, just like a little side that line. Was, yeah. I will. I will note there were a couple things in the movie that did call back to the video game specifically, mm-hmm. like when Sonic gets not really beat up but like when he sends tom and maddie back to green hills through the ring yeah. and then like crashes through the stuff on the like falling off the building mm-hmm. his rings spill everywhere and then he has to go and pick his rings up that's like you got to do that all the time in the video yeah, game every constantly. time you get hit all your rings go flying and you have to go pick them all up and then like when he's doing battle at the end with the robotnik ship and he keeps like jumping and like spinning and hitting it like that's, it makes me, that's literally all you do that's all you do that's how that's how you have to defeat it makes the me so bad happy. guys is you jump on them and, and the way like, hit the hit it, his machiney thing and the way that he breaks it is exactly how it breaks in the game too like how the outer shell will crumble and then robotnik still has like a motor that he uses to fly away mm-hmm. to fight another day but i really like the slow-mo when he when he breaks it and it shatters in the way of the game. Yeah. It is so pleasing. Yeah. So there were a couple couple nods to the video games that I picked up on. Nobody was playing pinball, unfortunately. There was no yeah, yeah. mean bean machine. <laughs> there was no casino level. Yeah. No water. Well, he ran in the water, but most most versions of Sonic are afraid of water and or can't swim. That did not seem to be true of this Sonic. Yeah. So, anyways, um, is there anything else that we should add about Sonic? I mean, we should probably talk about Robotnik a little bit. I guess we should, yeah. Yeah, Why yeah. Not? Yeah, I found him really obnoxious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I would have preferred classic Robotnik, obviously. Yeah. Just give us the bad guy who wants to take over the world and has silly little robot lackeys who do things for him. Yeah. That said, Jim Carrey's having fun, at least. And the way that he delivers some of his lines are so strange and out of nowhere that I'm like, I laugh and I'm not happy about it. But I'm like, I don't know, Robotnik's kind of fun. Like, at least I've complained about this movie not drawing from, like, good parts of Sonic. But at least it also tried to do its own thing with Robotnik. Kind of, you know? Like, like, like... Jim's having a good time, and that's coming across. I actually really like the scene when he plays the song and does a little dance that's weird yeah. inside his yeah his the, his the, weird machine. The T Rex comes and yeah, bites his head and it's off. Like, and it's like, just like oh, this is weird. This is so weird, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think he and Sonic have the chemistry of like a villain and a hero, like they do in almost every other version of Sonic, and that really bothers me. Um, But I also like that this Robotnik just shoves his way past Tom, trying to get in the house. Like, he's all like, I'm so smart, I have five doctorates. And then he pretends to leave and just pushes past Tom to get into the house. It really amuses me when he does that. However, I do not know what writer was like, you know, it would be great if Robotnik had a high-level position in the United States government slash military. Yeah. 
I didn't understand. I didn't understand any of it. Like when they're like, "There's only one guy for the job," and it's like, "Really?" It feels like there are there's probably <laughs> probably more than just this like very many. insane. I don't know. They could have kind of like how there there was the man in town who kept seeing the blue devil. They could have had Doctor Robotnik do kind of like a similar thing and be like, "Oh, we hear it's this." There is this loony, loony man who's um, just outside of town who would be an expert. Like, who does not have to be in the United States no. government. Actually, you don't even need the government involved at all. But... No. but it's, okay. it's, an, it's an alien movie, so you gotta, get, you gotta get the government involved. Again. There's... <laughs> it I reminds mean, if you me... have no original ideas... None. <laughs> That's true, the government is always... But it reminds me of Sonic X, one of my least favorite... um, No, go away. One of my least favorite Sonic versions. That's the only one he's like an alien and he like is transported to Earth, but it's all like animated, so it's fine, it's whatever. Um, But in that one, Robotnik makes something called the Egg Moon that's like slowly going to take over the real moon and he like convinces everybody like the president and his cabinet that the moon is sick and needs help from the egg moon and sonic's <laughs> like this feels very sketchy and everyone's like sonic you don't want to save the moon and he's like i guess not fine so he just pieces out for like the rest of that episode the until of course like, he's needed to help it it's sounds very dumb but at the same time if some scientist is like our moon is in danger i'd be like God, first the Earth, now the moon? Okay, but here's the thing, here's the thing. Eggman has been established as a villain already. This is like halfway through the series, at least. He has already tried to do many nefarious things, and so he paints this one as like, guys, I've turned a new leaf, I'm trying to help you, the moon is sick. Oh, and, then, and then Sonic is like, that. guys, this is Eggman, he's done this like a million times before, please stop. And then and then everybody kills it, Sonic. So That's different. Egg moon, God, I got it. Maybe I should go. I hate it. Maybe I should go watch it. I did like the, um, at the end when Robotnik is on the mushroom planet and shaves his head and you see his mustache yeah. and it's all like, it's like video game. It's like a video game one. It's, it's like video it's, game Robotnik. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I don't know anything about this, when they were talking about the mushroom planet and then he had his silly mustache, I was like, are they trying to spoof Mario? And then <laughs> when they did not show him in anything Mario-esque at all, I was like, probably not. But when they first were talking about a mushroom planet, even though we saw it and it didn't look anything like the Mario mushrooms, I wondered. I was curious... And, like, again, there were a lot of things in the... There are a lot of holes in the plot. But, like, if you've got these rings that you can just imagine a place and it'll take you there, why was the mushroom planet the only option for him to escape to? Was there not another fun And there planet? were, like, I don't uh, know. he had the, his little list of, like, safe planets. Yeah. And so I think maybe it was meant to be, like, oh, these are completely new, definitely safe planets but like it feels like know. it feels like he could have escaped to some place where he wouldn't be the only non-mushroom creature sure does like, imagine if the writers had thought of that and didn't just keep referencing a mushroom planet which to my knowledge 
isn't from a Sonic game or previous show or anything like Where that. Where they just like there's no notable mushroom kids planet. Don't like mushrooms. Is it, <laughs> supposed, like is it supposed to be like how in Inside Out they put the broccoli on the pizza and like congratulations San Francisco you ruined pizza. Yeah. But in like Japan or something it's green peppers on the pizza because it's like a cultural thing yeah. that supposedly little kids don't like green peppers. I'm like is it supposed to be one of those things? Are they like kids? Hate mushrooms of the top ten worst vegetables. It's number one, and so that's where Sonic's gotta go. Like I don't know. I don't know. That is sort of a good segue to the next episode, however. Yeah, it yeah. is. Take it away. Is an onion a vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> if not. What is it? Perhaps it is a glass? <laughs> what a mystery. That's what we're watching next time. <laughs> it's Glass Onion in Knives Out Mystery. Benoit Blanc could not have been more confused by that synopsis. <laughs> I expected onion a vegetable, though? Yeah. Yes. yes. An onion is a vegetable. Right? You look uncertain. No, no I'm also... Like, what it's else a would it be? It's not a legume. It's not I a had fruit. both mushrooms and it's an, onions. It's an allium, right? It's okay, a, but like... It's, that's a, it's a garlic. Or it's like in the garlic family. Okay, but that's a mushroom. It, it's which a mushroom. Is, which is a vegetable. <laughs> is an onion a vegetable? Yeah. An edible vegetable in the allium family. Yeah. It is a vegetable? Yeah. yeah. How's about that? Mushroom. Onions do count as a vegetable. Onion, vegetable, a kidney, <laughs> animal. We are learning things today. Benoit Blanc would be so impressed. Is an onion a fruit? Is it a vegetable or an herb? Yes, it's classified as a vegetable. How's about that? Did you not think an onion was a vegetable, David? I thought it was like in its own like side category. Kind of like legumes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Which that. always pisses me off. I'm like, I, I thought... commit... Be a fruit or a vegetable. I don't care if you're a weird, distant cousin, the black sheep of the family. Align yourself. Yeah. I didn't quite think it was like an herb, but I thought like allium was its own its own thing. Like like leeks and stuff. Like I guess leek is I think, I think of that as a vegetable. Like but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was its own thing. But turns out, vegetable. Possibly glass. Possibly <laughs> glass. Know. Solve that mystery very quickly, as uh, as I'm sure Benoit Blanc will do in Glass Onion colon a Knives Out mystery. That's what we're watching next time. It's a recent movie. It's a recent movie. Yeah, I I'm glad that we're doing that we're doing something that's relevant. Right <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah. There are a couple other ones. Like, do we have everything everywhere all at once on oh, our list? No, it's on our. I thought we did say that we should add. I don't know if it's on our oh, list. Or not. Maybe we were gonna else. see it in theaters and then something came up. Oh and yeah, that, I think that's what yeah. happened. But um, anyways, let me make sure that we add that to the list. Yeah, because like that, that's been getting a little bit of Oscar, a, of Oscar a little bit of Oscar now. buzz. Yeah. So, um, gonna add that to the list right now. Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, sometime maybe in the next maybe we could watch it for when the months. Oscars come out yeah alright so that'll be for next time uh, Glass Onion this was Sonic the Hedgehog 
It sure was. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure was. And uh, until then, so long, Howie. Bye, David. Bye, Kristen. Peace out. Good night, listeners. <laughs>